messy people. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad he brought me out of darkness into his what? Marvelous light, the Bible says. Amen. And what he's done to this point in my life and your life is marvelous. You just being saved is marvelous. Come on. Just you that you didn't lose your mind is marvelous. Come on. It's marvelous that you didn't die in that car wreck. Come on, somebody. Come on, some of y'all grew up in broken homes where your grandmama had to raise you and people tried to dumb you down, but what God has done to this point is marvelous. And guess what? I got a word. That's just the beginning. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, there's more to come. Uh-huh, there's more to come. He said in Ephesians 3 and 20, I'm able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above somebody say above more than you can even imagine or even think in other words you can't even really process really what God wants to do in you through you and for you but let, 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 let's let's get into this a little bit let, let, let's talk about Jehovah Nisi the Lord is our uh, banner you will prevail look at this let's go back down to verse uh, 8 it says now Amalek came and fought with Israel. These are the Amalekites, believe it or not, these are descendants of Esau. So basically, they fighting with their cousins. That's a whole nother story. Amen? Literally, they like third cousins fighting each other. Really, when you really look at it, amen, theologically, this is what's going on. So let's, let's, let's get into this. So, so it says, Amalek fought with Israel because you're going to have your battles with your own personal Amalekites. In other words, there's going to be some Goliaths, there's going to be some things that's going to try to go toe-to-toe with you. Can I get a witness? But how many know you in a fixed fight anyway? Jesus already done fixed this thing up for you to win, amen? Hallelujah. So the word fight means to, to brawl, to, to, to oppose, to confront, to challenge, to dispute, to resist, to withstand. So my first thing first, that in order for you to know him as Jehovah Nisi, you got to keep fighting. Look at this, it says they had to fight against Amalek, the, the, uh, the Amaleks. And then, then it says, and Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Go out and fight. Listen, anybody that's encountered any type of level of success, it's because that they've had an anointing to fight. Anybody in this building know that you've been anointed to fight? Matter of fact, Amen. Everything that you've gotten to this point, when you really look back, it's because you made the decision that I'm going to fight. That quitting is not on my radar. Giving up is not on my radar. Throwing the towel in is not on my radar. I'm anointed to fight. Do I got anybody at the 930 service that knows that you have been anointed, appointed, and approved by God, amen, to brawl with the enemy? For the Bible says that if God be for you, who can be against you? That's in Romans 8, 31. The Word of God tells us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen? I believe that, that and, and this is the thing, I know people that ain't even born again that's got a fight on the inside of them. That's why the Bible says I'll reign on the just and I'll reign on the unjust. God will reign on the unjust just because they know how to fight. Amen? 
Because there's some things that you got to fight yourself through and out of. Can I get a witness? Anybody had to fight through some depression. You've had to fight through some low self-esteem. You've had to fight through some insecurities. But you made up in your mind, amen, I'm going to fight because I know I'm coming out on the other side. Amen. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to trip because at the end of the day, I know everything that I need is on the inside of me. So I'm not even going to flatline because the Bible says to not grow weary and well-doing for in due season. It says I'm going to reap if I faint not. Somebody give God a praise. Tell your neighbor, keep fighting. Keep fighting. I know you're weary, but keep fighting. I know somebody in this building walked in here, and maybe you're going through a situation where maybe your money ain't touching and agreeing, but I got a word for you today. I dare you to keep fighting because you're coming out on the other side. All the fighters need to give God a praise in this The enemy would love for you to lay down and die, but it's not even in your nature to quit. It's not even in your DNA to quit. The Bible says in Psalm 82 and 6, it says that you, was, you are a little God in the earth. You better know who you are and whose you are. Please put that up. We ain't looked at that in a while. Psalm 82, it says, I said, you are God. See, you got to know who you are. Pastor, I'm a God. Yeah, you was created in his image and his likeness. Kanye West said, I might not be the most high, he said, but I'm a close high. My kids asked me, they said, that's blasphemy, ain't it that? I said, no, he actually right, that's accurate. I ain't the most high, but I'm a close high. Well, the Bible says I'm an heir of God. And a joint heir with Christ, joint in the Greek means co-heir with our big brother, Jesus. You better know who you are. He halfway walking with God to know who he is. We got people in church every Sunday and Wednesday. Who am I? <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about me. He ain't talking about me. <laughs> but go, go, go to my text, though. He said, you're God. All you are children of the Most High. You better know who you are. And the fruit don't fall far from the tree. Amen. Come on, put up Psalm 8 and 5. Psalm 8 and 5. I ain't even hit this at 8 o'clock, but this is some stuff that is worth looking at. Psalm 8 and 5. You better know who you are. Psalm uh, 8 and, and, and 5. Hallelujah. It says uh, 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 8 and 5. 8 and 5. That's all good. Psalm 8 and 5. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. How many of you love the word? We love the word over here at Kingdom. For you have made him a little lower than the angel, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Do you realize you've been crowned? Amen. The word says you've been crowned. He's crowned you with his glory and his honor. He says, I made you a little lower than the angels. In other words, I've, I've created you to kick butt and take names. There's nothing wrong with you having a fighting spirit on the inside of you. Put up James 4 and 7 real quick because they had to go to blows. Sometimes you might have to go to blow with the enemy. Amen? And we're talking spiritually. It says, therefore, submit. Somebody say submit. Submit means to yield and give in to God. Then it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That word resist means that you can fight him off. But the prerequisite is that you got to yield yourself. You have to not only yield, but you have to give in to God. Do you know there are people in church that still ain't yielded to him? I go to church, but are you submitted? 
Come on, that was me. I, I've been in church, but I grew up in the pews. Anybody been there? You, once, you were submitted to the club. Submitted to the devil. Can I get a witness? Anybody going to tell the truth? Come on and shame the devil with me. That's, that was me. I was in church every Sunday, but I was James 1-8, double-minded, unstable in all my ways. Somebody say, but God. Now look at you, submitted. Submit yourself. There to double my unstable in all your ways. But go, go, go back to James 4, 7. Submit yourself unto God. Then it says you can resist. You can resist. Again, the word resist means that you can fight him off. Therefore, submit to resist. Fight the devil and he will flee from you. I've heard people say, God going to do it. No, he ain't. He left that up to you. He said, now if you submit yourself to me and yield yourself to me and give in to me, I'm going to give you the strength to resist, to fight the enemy off. They were able to fight the enemy off during the season, and ultimately they got a chance to see God as Jehovah Nissi, as the Lord, their banner, their protection, and their covering. But they had to play their part in order to see God move in their situation. If you ever want to see God move in your situation, there's a part that you have to play. And first thing first is that you can't lose that fight that's on the inside of you. Do I got any fighters in the house this morning? I, I, I said this years ago at this church. You know there's a fight on the inside of you. You didn't beat all the mother sperms to get here. Let's, let's take it all the way back. Come on, you came at your daddy like elbowing other sperms and stuff. Like, uh-uh, I'm beating you to the punch. Because you know that was your only shot. Oh, I didn't got quiet up in here. I might go into more detail that man came Monday. That was your only shot. <laughs> Boy, you a fighter. But isn't it interesting how the enemy will try to deceive you and how he will try to rent space in your head and how he will try to throw a facade in front of you and how he will try to throw low self-esteem at you and how he'll try to throw depression at you and how he'll try to throw your past at you and try to make you feel less than. When Paul said in Philippians 3.13, I'm forgetting those things that are behind me and I'm pressing toward the things that are before me. Listen, you better get over your history so you can step fully into your destiny. Fight your way out of your history. Some of us have had to fight our way out of some dysfunction. Can I get a witness up in here? You made up in your mind, I, 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 I'd rather come from dysfunction than to be in dysfunction. The devil is alive. Some of us have had to fight our way out of some stuff. Can I get a witness up in here? People have dumped you down and tried to tell you that you were less than, but you had to fight your way. Say, no, 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 I'm better than that. I was created in his image. I was created in his likeness. I'm a little God in the earth, created a little lower than the angels. There's an anointing on me to fight to where I'm going. Do I have any fighters in the house? Go to, uh, uh, 2 Timothy, I believe, 4 and 7, I believe. 2 Timothy 4 and 7, and we're going to move on to our next point. Paul, at the end of his life, he's writing a letter to Timothy. He says, I have fought the good fight. Somebody say, good fight. Some of us have had some good fights. You went in there biting your lip like, hmm, no. Come on, some of us have had them kind of trials. Can I get a witness? 
I'm talking about one of them satan satanic and demonic attacks. And you, hmm. But she came out smiling and said, I thank God for that trial. Because I, I got a chance to see where I really am spiritually. I got a chance to really see how I can measure up against the enemy. I got a chance to see where my, my, my fighting spirit is. Matter of fact, I came out of that situation wiser. I, I came out stronger. I, I came out with power. Amen. Sometimes God will put you in your own personal wilderness. And I like that. It said, I, I fought a good fight. Anybody used to order them Mike Tyson fights back in the day? And you spend that $69.99. By faith. Can I get a witness up in here? Anybody was balding on the budget. You like, I'm a, by faith, I'm going to order it. But this is the thing. In your mind, you like, Lord, let me see a good fight. I don't want to see one of them, them 19 second. Come on, somebody. I don't want to see a 69 second fight. Can I get a witness? That's a, what is that, a dollar a second, or a dollar a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't, don't want to see no 19-second fight. You want to see a good, then, you know what? That was a good fight. It was worth the $69. It was worth the $49.99. Anybody ever seen one of them fights? Amen? Like Mayweather be putting on. He ain't going to knock you out, but he going to knock you around. Can I get a witness? <laughs> he ain't even a fighter. He a boxer. He coming out with that W because he will outsmart you. See, you better be able to outsmart your enemy. You better be able to outsmart your Amalekites. Amen? So look at that. He said, I fought a good fight. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a good fight. Even this fight that you're in right now, you better begin to, it's a good fight. I'm coming out wiser. I'm coming out stronger. I'm coming out with power. Amen. I'm coming out on another dimension. Matter of fact, when I come out, I'm coming out with a promotion. Glory to God. I'm coming out seeing the promises of God because they are yes and amen. So he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. See, most people that are finishers are fighters. If you ever meet a finisher, that's because they got some fight on the inside of them. Because in life, that's not how you start. It's how you finish. I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. You got to keep the faith. You, you, if, if, if you know somebody that's got some fight, they got some faith. I said at, at 8 o'clock, that, that faith and fight, them, they first cousins. Because if you meet somebody that's got some fight, that means they got some faith. That's why you don't just be giving people all your stuff. You didn't fought for this too long. I might bless you with a portion of I can't give out and I didn't pay my dues. And what does it say in Galatians 6 and 9? It says to not grow weary and well-doing for and do, 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 do season. Dude, you got to be doing something. Come on, somebody. Don't get mad at me because I'm in my season, but I've been doing something. I've been serving God for 20 plus years. I've made him a priority. Come on. I've been doing Matthew 6, I've been seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then you want to get mad because all of a sudden you thought you were going to get more than what you expected? God gave you some gifts and talents too, sweetie. You better work it. Go to one more scripture. We'll move on to our next point. Go to Matthew 11 and 12. Matthew 11 and 12. Look at this, speaking of fighting, look what this says. It says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violence, somebody say violent. violent. Take it by force. Pastor, I got to be violent. 
That, that, that violent don't mean to go out here and shoot everybody. That violent does not denote to go and flip over a vehicle. That word violent means that you have to be radical. For the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent, the radical, take it by force. Anybody in this building got a football team? That's, you got a team. That's only one person. I'm going to ask y'all one more time. How many here, you got a team? Raise your hand. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. When your team score a touchdown, you'd be like, look, look. You see that? Did you see he hopped over six people? And then did a cartwheel in the end zone and then dunked it through the uh, field goal pose. And you up there like. And then in your mind, you even think they did it because you was watching because that's your team. You didn't make things better because you watching. <laughs> I know I'm preaching. <laughs> but my point is this. If we can get radical about that. How much more should we get radical that he's covered us, that he's our refuge, that, that he's our fortress, that he's our butler, amen, that he's our bridge over troubled waters, amen? How much radical should we be when my brother or my sister, God causes them to get a breakthrough and then here it is, they've been going through hell and high water and then all of a sudden God brings them out on the other side. It's time to get radical and be like, that's what I'm talking about because that's how my God moves. He healed your body, girl, because he's Jehovah Rapha. He is a God that heals. Girl, you know he was going to show up and show out because he is Jehovah Jireh. It is his nature. It's in his character to move in your situation, even financially, because the Bible says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Somebody give God a praise. In I get radical when somebody tells me God's moving in their life. God is pastor. He's doing Deuteronomy 8 and 18. He, he said he gives us power to gain wealth. And he's, my businesses are blessed. And, you know, we've experienced God as a Luke 2.52 God that we've gotten favor with God and we've gotten favor with man. We got to be radical when God begins to move. You shouldn't just be like, well, praise the Lord. You should be like, look at God. And then tell your neighbor, be like, you know what, because he blessed me. He, that just means he in the neighborhood. Don't you get discouraged. Don't you get down. Because the same God that moved in my situation, he will move in your situation. You better nudge your neighbor and say, don't you stop fighting. Your blessing right on the way. Right around the corner. Now it's not time to flat, flat line in the spirit. You better keep fighting. Shoot, the Israelites were fighting. Then it says in verse 11, and so it was when, when Moses held up his hands and, 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 and that Israel prevailed. Uh, and when they let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Anytime his hands went down, the Amalekites would prevail. Then it says, but Moses' hands were heavy. In other words, they were tired so that they took the stone, they put it under him, and they sat on it, and Aaron and her supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. My second point is this. Number one, you will prevail if you fight. Number two, if you have an Aaron or a her in your life. Aaron name in the Hebrew means strength, which that was Moses' brother. He was three years older than him. Then his brother-in-law name was her 
which is interesting in the Hebrew means liberty. You better have somebody in your life that can add strength to you and bring liberty to you. There should be people in your life that you should sense a level of freedom when you're around them. Even a level of freedom to be vulnerable. A, 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 a liberty, I'm talking about that they've been able to liberate you in some areas. I'm so glad that over the course of my life, I've had some errands and some hers in my life. Because the minute you start echoing that you did it because you all that and a bag of chips is the minute that God is getting ready to cause your stuff to crumble. That's why Romans 12, 3 says to not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. I had something so crazy happen to me this past Thursday. I was at uh, Lolo's Chicken and Waffles, just minding my own business, eating my smothered chicken with some extra onions. Glory to God. Shaka Zulu. With a side of greens and some yams, y'all. And man, I went in, y'all, cornbread and had the pancakes with the bananas on them with the nuts and whatnot. And the syrup just dripping. Uh-huh. I had an agenda, y'all, because right when I got done eating, I was, my wife was taking me to the airport. So y'all know what I did. The spirit of sleep came over me. <laughs> but as I'm sitting there, my former pastor walked in. The one that told me that black men can preach, but y'all don't have methods. The one that told me that, you know what? You guys have a great message, but let me sit you down for about four or five years and teach you methods. And I'm 28 years old. I'm like, what's a method? I'm just used to having church. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. And you go home and then, you know, the pastor, you know, and then the, then the secretary. That's it. He began to teach me how to delegate, things like that, and so on and so forth. But I've been pastoring for 11 years and seven months. But I hadn't seen him in 12 years and seven months when he laid hands in the coffee room and told me if I wait my year, God would bless me. And I, y'all know the story. My lawyers told me I didn't have to wait and all that, but I waited a year and three days anyway, and God has just blown on this ministry tremendously. But my point is this. I got a chance to finally say thank you. After 12 years and seven months, thank you for everything that you've downloaded in me. Thank you, because what I didn't get by revelation, I got by association. Because it's okay to copycat as long as you copy the right cat. Because you, you got to have somebody in your life that can download greatness on the inside of you. So my point is this. I got a chance to say thank you. Because nobody ex experiences levels of success without somebody depositing something in you along the way. Amen? So, isn't it interesting to say that when his hands went down, Amalek prevailed. But as long as he had Aaron, strength, and liberty holding him up, everything went good. Give, give me an usher. Where's an usher at? Come on. Because, you know, I used to be an usher some 21 years ago, but how many know God will transition you? There's nothing wrong with being an usher. I loved ushering. So, just hold my arm up right there. Come here, Minister Larry. He's over our seniors. He, he deals with anybody that's 50 and older. That's what he does here. And he works in our prison ministry as well. So, so my point is this, that, that, that I can't even be a part of the seniors ministry because I ain't even 50 yet. I'm six years out, y'all. And then I'm coming to Minister Larry. So my point is that he's holding up that ministry. That's one of the ways that he's holding up my arms. How long you been doing that, Minister Larry? It's been about, what, four years now? Three? 
four years. And guess how many of those meetings I've been to? Zero. Because y'all ain't going to run me crazy. That's what's wrong with a lot of pastors. They, 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 they run out of gas and they get fatigued premature because they got their hand in everything. You understand what I'm saying? You got to learn how to delegate. So he's over that ministry. Amen. Uh, 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 come here, Minister Terry. Every, all 23 ministers in this church, they answer to him. If there's an issue, they holler at him. I don't need 23 people calling me at one time. Did you get what I said? Amen. Where, where, give me a, where's a greeter at? Give me a greeter. Any, any greeter. You got one coming. Praise. Come on down. See, we need good greeters. Somebody that's going to smile. Praise the Lord, saints. How are you this morning? Blessings from above. You understand what I'm saying? You know, because they, and then they smile and they just, hey, praise the Lord. You got to have them kind of people in your life. Amen? So she's a greeter. Where's a tither at? Come here, Paul. Paul's a tither. Amen? He owns his own business. He's faithful tither in this church. Amen? Does security around here. Amen? We're getting ready to start an entrepreneur business that I'm putting him over. Amen? God has blessed him, his business. They're opening more offices all over the state of Arizona and probably the nation in due season. But how I many know Zechariah 4.10 says to not despise a day at small beginnings? Come up here, Greg. He shoots all my emails to people. Anybody that needs to talk to me, they call him. If I need to go preach in another state, they holler at him, give him the dates. He gets the airline tickets, gets me in my hotel, all that stuff. So all these people that are around me, come here, Darla. Darla is my wife's security. Just because my wife ain't here, she ain't at the house kicking back. She didn't become an online member. She was at the 8 o'clock service. She at the 9.30, 11.30. I got Darla around me just in case somebody, you know, trip. Don't trip. She just said it right now. Don't trip. She from Tucson. <laughs> Y'all know that's two hours up the road. Where is Sam at? You always got to have somebody that's packing just in case somebody trip. He throw back Sunday every Sunday. Don't, don't trip because if you trip, he will trip. He's got an anointing to trip. Just like Peter would trip. Remember Peter tripped? Amen. So if these people walk out of my life, guess, what's hap guess what happens? Because they're holding my arms up. We as a people are able to prevail. We as a people are able to fight from a place of victory. We as a people, amen, are able to kick butt and take names. My point is this, who's in your life? Look at your neighbor and say, you need an Aaron and a her. You need somebody that's got some strength. And that can help bring a level of liberty to you. Amen? You know, it's interesting because, um, you know, I can remember being in church, in and out. And anybody used to just be like a, I'll call myself a roller coaster Christian. Just up one day, I'd be on fire for Jesus. Then the next Sunday, I ain't going to church. But I'll never forget this deacon named Michael King. He was an Aaron in my life. He brought a level of strength to me. He would meet me at Sizzler's. He was a deacon. He would tell me, listen, man, we know you're still smoking weed and you're still doing some different things that you probably shouldn't be doing. He said, but if you stay in your word and you stay under your word, you're going to give God an opportunity to purge you of all that. 
I said, he said, so it's important, you know, because Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to be under the word. And he would tell me Hebrews chapter 10 says, forsake not the assembling ourselves together. And Psalm 92 and 13, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And then when we would meet at Sizzler, he would maybe write these scriptures down and then go back and meditate on them. He was a mentor. You got to have people that can hold up your hand so you can prevail in this life. I said it earlier because what you don't get by revelation, you get by association. So do not go through this life thinking you don't need an Aaron or her to help hold you up. All of us need somebody to help speak into our life. Amen? You will get to your destination a whole lot quicker the quicker you get an Aaron and a her in your life. Because without an Aaron and a her, you ain't going to get to where you're trying to get to. Come on, Moses needed Aaron and her. Paul had Timothy. Come on, Paul had Barnabas for a season. Paul had Silas. Come on, uh, David had Saul until that went south. David had Jonathan. If you look throughout the Bible, somebody had, come on, it was Jethro that began to speak into Moses' life and told him what you're doing is not good. You being up from sundown to sundust and you're up here ministering to these people. He said, you need to delegate this out. And then the big matters need to be brought to you. But you don't need to be meddling, meddling with all these small matters. There are certain things that my sister is not going to even bring to me. Because he's like, man, I got that. I'm going to take care. I don't even want that to get back to the pastor. He got to figure out what he's going to say Sunday three times. So why do I need to uh, hear about an email that he got somebody said that they hate me? Maybe you hate me because you ain't me. You don't know what it took for me to get to where I am. Because you know on your way up, you're going to have haters. But tell them, don't hate, congratulate, don't hate, celebrate. Because what's on me can be on you. But you got to be willing to fight. You got to be willing to put some people in your life. Because who you run with is a prophecy of your future. Who you running with. That's another thing. If you're the smartest person in your circle, you're in the wrong circle. That's a sign that you always got to have people that's beneath you. Listen, I don't need nobody. I don't want, I mean, I got people in my, my circle that I'm doing better than, but the majority of the people that are in my circle are people that have longevity. Shoot, Apostle Wilson is here. Throw your hand up, man of God. I had a chance to go preach for his church in Chicago, and y'all know he's preached here two, three times, done a phenomenal job. I got a chance to go preach for his 62nd birthday, correct? And so my thing is this, that he's been speaking into my life now for the last three or four years. He's 33 years in the ministry. What I look like having somebody mentor me that's been pastoring for 11. What you gonna tell me? You understand what I'm saying? Because I've been at it for 11 years. I need to be under somebody that's been doing it a whole lot longer than me. So my point is this, people of God, that in order for you to prevail, in order for you to get to know God as Jehovah Nisi, your banner, your protection, your covering, you better make sure that you got the right people in your life. Because who, that, 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 who's ever in your life can either pull you down or pull you up. So number one, in order for you to prevail, in order for you to know God as Jehovah Nisi, you got to make sure that you got some fight on the inside of you. Number two is that you have to have an Aaron or an her in your life because it's your Aaron and your her that will cause you to have leverage. 
They will cause you to have an advantage. They will cause you to have an edge. Also, I like this. They will cause you to experience momentum. All because of who you got in your life. I'll never forget when Michael Jordan was in the NBA. He was dropping 63, 54. He was doing his thing, but then they was losing. They didn't drafted Brad Sellers. Y'all probably like, who was that? He was a major bust in the NBA. Because, I mean, you know, sometimes the counterfeit come before the real thing. But then finally, the Chicago Bulls made a good move by drafting a guy by the name of Scottie Pippen. And he helped Michael get an edge. He helped Michael get some momentum. Amen? And they went on to win six championships in eight years. Probably would have won ten if Michael would have stayed in his calling. Oh, y'all missed that one. What did he go do, Pastor? He went to go try to swing a bat. How many of you know wasted time is wasted life? You got to know what... You got to know what God has anointed you to do. And just because you got discouraged, you know what I'm saying? You got to still stay in your call. I think you can be so good at something for so long, you get bored in your purpose. Then you go go try to do something that you ain't called to do. That's like me. I'm going to tell y'all, y'all, this is my last Sunday. I'm going to become a lawyer. You know why that's not going to happen? Because I'm not going to college for six years. I hate school. I'm 44 years old. I am in the second part of my life. I don't want to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a news anchor for um, MSN. No, I'm going to be a news anchor for Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and I'm going to speak to you what he's speaking to me. And what he's saying to me is that keep fighting. Make sure you have a Scottie Pippen in your life. You feeling me? Amen. It's just like. You know, it's interesting how even, uh, what's his name, Dwayne Wade, here come, here come LeBron. LeBron, like, y'all keep picking all these busts with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm going to Miami. I'm going to South Beach. Everybody was falling out. Can I get a witness? They was burning jerseys in the street. He went over there. He hooked up with Dwayne Wade. They won two, you know, NBA championships in four years. But I believe it bothered LeBron that he went AWOL. He's like, I didn't, not only did I leave my team that I got drafted to, but that's where I was raised. He said, it's time to pack it up and go back home. I got to go do my first works over again. I mean, you know, that's scriptural. So he goes back, and people are like, why would you do that? Because he knew he was wrong. <laughs> Look at what, what's his name? What's the player? He didn't left Oklahoma. Kevin Durant. Why you do that? You know why? Because he ain't got that dog in him. Oh, I'm talking to my men right now. You want to make it in this life, you got to have that dog in you. See, at the end of the game, you want to have the ball. We're going to either blow it with me or we're going to make it with me. You're going to be passing the ball with two minutes left in the game. You that dude. Oh, see, y'all to get me riled up now. And then you didn't win the ch Then you're going to go join. If you can't, they, what that say? If you can't beat them, go join them. But Magic Nim didn't do that. Y'all like, Magic, Magic Johnson, you waited your turn. Come on, Kareem Nim didn't move around from team to team. There was a thing called loyalty. There was a thing called that my season is coming. I'm going to be still and know that he's God. And I'm going to wait my turn because I know my change is coming. I'm going to just stay put. 
So I'm talking to my five kids, and I'm like, what's wrong with y'all generation? And they looked at me and said, Dad, that's just how we get down. I'm like, so you just leave one team if it don't work? I mean, what about maybe going through the hard times? What about I started from the bottom and now I'm here? That's a song y'all know that they... Because then guess what? Then you appreciate the blessing. When you started from the bottom and now I'm here. I'm so glad 11 and a half years ago I started Kingdom in the Fleet Market. I'm so glad that I was between the gymnasium and the cafeteria for three years, eight months, and two days. I started from the bottom and now I'm here. I'm here because I had some errands in my life. I'm here because I got some hers in my life. You got an opportunity to see them come stand with me. If nobody's standing with you, we're going to see how far you get in life. Pastor, I just don't trust people. It's time for you to get delivered. It's time for you to ask God. To, to, he said, I will bind up a wounded heart. It's time for let him, let him, let him, let him fix you. Just because one person hurts you don't mean the next one is. Stop being gun shy. Find somebody that's been around for a little while. That's got some experience. They got some battle scars that can speak to you right where you are and help bring you to your next dimension. Last thing is this, people of God. That in order for you to prevail, in order for you to know him as Jehovah Nisi, you have to, you have to believe God has a name for your situation. What do you mean, Pastor? If your money ain't touching in the green, he has a name for your situation. His name is Jehovah Jireh. David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Pastor, what do you mean? My situation, I'm sick in my body. Well, guess what? You can know him as Jehovah Rapha, that he's a God that can heal. Well, Pastor, you know what? I ain't got no peace. I'm just seem like I'm just down in the dumps every time. Well, he wants you to know him as Jehovah Shalom, which means that he's our peace. Philippians 4, 7, I'll give you peace that surpasseth all understanding that will guard your mind and your heart through Christ Jesus. Look what David said in Psalm 139, verse 8. Look at this. Look at this. I, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Listen, David said, listen, he is Jehovah Nisi. He's, he, he is my cover. He's my protector. Wherever I am in my life, he said, I know you're there. Anybody knew you was in hell and you knew he was there? Come on, you was doing some hellish things, and he still showed up in your situation as Jehovah Nisi. Because that's his nature. It's his character to move in your situation. If I make my bed in hell, he said, I know you're there. So my third point is you have to believe God has a name for your situation. Because all of us in this building walked in here with some situations. Can I get a witness up in here? We got some situations. But I'm here to tell you that God is bigger than your problem, amen? That he will, he will swoop down from heaven into your situation. He will begin to visit you right where you are. And most of us know he's done it in our life time and time again. When has he failed you? Never. That's why David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I love that he says, 
He's, and, and I like one translation. He says, I've been young and I'm old, but I've never seen his descendants. How many of you know you're a descendant? That you're an heir and a joint heir. He has a name for your situation. I shared this three or four weeks ago when the doctors told me. They told me uh, when I was like 40, I had this arthritis in my left knee. I didn't receive that. I started prophesying over myself. I started decreeing and declaring. Because Job 22 and 28 says, if you decree a thing, it shall be established. You got to remember Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life is in the power of your tongue. I begin to call things that be not as they are. Listen, this fighting spirit came over me in my car. I just made up in my mind, I'm not accepting that. I've been in God too long to whose report? Come on, we grew up on that. Whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. And his name is Jehovah Rapha. And this is in his nature. It's in his character to show up in your situation. And I'm here to tell you that whatever your situation is, your heavenly father will swoop down from heaven and he will begin to flex in your situation. And he will bring you out on the other side. Do I have anybody in this building that knows he has a name for your situation? Somebody give God a praise in this place go high five five people and tell them he has a name for your situation he has a name for your situation I, I want you to get that in their spirit he has a name for your situation I don't care what your situation looks like God's got a name for your situation matter of fact whatever your situation is it's not unto death. You're coming out on the other side. Matter of fact, you're coming out stronger. You're coming out wiser. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise. In this place. Come on and give God a 30-second praise. In this place. Come on. All the people that know he's got a name for your situation. Just put those hands together and give God a praise in this place. He's got a name. He's got a name. Come on, that name that's above all names. Come on, I'm talking about King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Somebody give God a praise one more time in this place. Come on, if you know he's Alpha and Omega, that he's the beginning and the end. Omnipresent. Everywhere at the same time, he has a name for your situation. He has a name for your situation. I love his name, Jehovah Tzikhanu, the Lord our righteousness. That the word of God says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, that he knew not sin, but he became sin for us, that we might be the righteousness of God. What a blessing that now we can put on his righteousness. Because Isaiah, the book of Isaiah says, your righteousness is as a filthy rag. Your righteousness will only get you so far. But we put on his righteousness. My God in heaven, we can fight from a place called victory. Come on, if you know you will prevail, you need to give God a praise in this place. Where's all my fighters at? Where's all my folks that's got an errand in their life? You got a her in your life. And that you know he has a name for your situation. Let me pray for you, Father. Seal this word in our hearts today. We thank you for this throwback Sunday. 
Lord, we thank you for touching our lives like you have. We thank you that you always cause us to prevail, that we fight from a place of victory, that we can't lose because we're in you. <laughs> we're so grateful for that today. But you said no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Cover your people. Lord, we thank you that even Moses named that place, the Lord is my banner, Jehovah Nisi, because he's our covering. You said in Psalm 91 and 7, a thousand would fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but it will not come nigh unto me. Oh, we're grateful. We're thankful. Maybe you're in this 930 service. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised you.